Hey everybody, this is Kylie Gable. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from County Apple Press. Today we have a treat. Uh, we have Shayla Aspasia recording the first part of a series called Surprise Sissification. Kind of a familiar theme for me. Uh, this guy has a really cr- real crush on a girl who mistreats him in high school. And he decides it's because she's part of the the bad crowd. And now that they're adults, and he gets to talk to her without the quote-unquote bad crowd, he realizes, nope, she was pretty much just as evil as the rest of them. Um, so it's got that femdom, feminization quality. And what makes this one, as I said, a treat is not only the fact that Shayla does an amazing job reading it, but also because... Uh, as it's the first part of a series, this book, this audio, is free. I like to give away the first one in the hopes that you'll buy the other parts. And I think this is a four-part series. We'll probably have, you know, excerpts like we usually do for at least the next part or two. But um, this part is, the first part is completely free. So sit back, enjoy. It's over 40 minutes long. Um, hope you enjoy it. Shayla Spazia with Surprise Sissification, Part 1. Surprise Sissification Written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta Narrated by Shayla Aspasia Tom could scarcely believe it. He hadn't been doing online dating for very long, but he was shocked to find that the girl that the app set him up with was none other than his high school crush, Melissa Thompson. Of course, he would never swipe left on Melissa. Nobody really used these apps like this except losers. He couldn't get a date any other way. And that wasn't him, or at least that wasn't what he wanted Melissa to think about him. In the end, though, Tom couldn't really help himself, and within an hour, he was back looking at Melissa's picture and profile, and less than an hour after that, he was contacting her. Tom had written his greeting and erased it over and over again. It has been years since he saw her last, and it was difficult trying to think of the words to say. Finally, he did the best he could and just dashed off a couple of sentences. Tom was more than a little bit surprised when less than an hour later he had received a reply back from Melissa suggesting that she would love to get together sometime. Naturally, he wrote her back and suggested that he knew just the perfect coffee shop It gave him a little bit more confidence to be talking to her like old friends instead of a potential match through the app. The evening could not have gone better. As soon as he saw her, Tom realized it was a silly idea to think that she would not be every bit as hot in her 20s as she had been at 18. If anything, she seemed to blossom Her dress showed off her long legs, which attracted him to her way back in high school. At five foot nine, 
She was the same height he was, but her heels made her tower over him. She didn't seem to mind, and he was certainly enjoying the view. The conversation drifted back to old friends from high school, but they really didn't run with the same crowd that much. She found his friends a little bit boring, and her friends were frankly a little bit mean in Tom's eyes. When she told him that Kat had gotten married last month, he had to stifle a yawn. He had hoped he'd never see that bitch again, just like most of Melissa's friends. She'd love to pick on him, but he never thought of Melissa that way. She always seemed nice to him, even if she did go along with her friends sometimes. I can't believe how much fun tonight has been, said Melissa. It's really great to just catch up on old times. Honestly, I was a bit nervous about tonight. I didn't know what to expect. But this has been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see you again, agreed Tom. You know, the night doesn't have to end so soon if you don't want it to, she replied. Really? Tom, I really like you, and I'd love to take you back to my place and show you where I live. Sure, I'd love to see your place. I think you can learn a lot about someone by seeing where they live. Even as Tom said those words, he regretted it. It just sounded so cheesy. But he was surprised when Melissa agreed that it was a great way to get to know somebody. Tom quickly paid the bill and drove Melissa back to her place. Fortunately, she had taken an Uber, so there were no awkward questions about what to do with a second car. Tom was surprised to find Melissa living in such a neighborhood. Pinecrest was definitely upper-class single-family homes. He just assumed she lived in a cheap apartment like he did. The house she directed him to had to have cost at least half a million dollars. It was huge, and the closest neighbors were at least a good hundred yards away. Be it ever so humble, she said. You're kidding, right? He asked. How do you afford a mansion? I'm lucky, she said. I've got a roommate. Is his name Jeff Bezos by any chance? Oh, Tom, she said, recovering from a hearty laugh. I've missed your sense of humor. Nothing more was said about the roommate. Instead, she took his arm, and the happy couple walked up the large house. Melissa put her key in the lock and opened the door. The couple walked in together, and Tom had to admit that the house was even more impressive from the inside than from the outside. Wow, exclaimed Tom. I can't believe you live in a place like this. You get used to it, she replied. It wasn't long until Tom and Melissa were on the couch and engaged in some serious making out. I can't believe we never got around to this in high school, she said. I don't think your friends liked me very much, said Tom. Don't be silly, replied Melissa. 
My friends liked you just fine. Oh, yeah? What about Lana Krager? asked Tom. She liked you, said Melissa. We were just talking about you the other day, and she told me how much fun she used to have with you. She used to have fun, complained Tom. I was her victim. Tom and Melissa dropped the subject and went back to kissing and petting on the couch. If only Tom at 16 could have known that this evening would happen in the future, it would have made things a lot more bearable. Unfortunately, the next voice he heard shook him to the core. Tom, Tom, the sissy man wore a dress to the prom, said the husky voice standing in the hallway. Hey, Lana, said Melissa. We just got in. I can see, replied Lana. Hi, Tom. That's your roommate? You are rooming with Lana Krager, exclaimed Tom. What did you expect, sissy? We've been best friends since high school, chuckled Lana. We have been, agreed Melissa. Don't call me sissy, demanded Tom. If the high heel shoe fits, princess, taunted Lana. I'm warning you, knock it off, demanded Tom. Or else what, asked Lana. I'm not a little 18-year-old anymore, said Tom. You're not a girl. Not yet a woman, taunted Lana. Wow, I can't believe you're just as big of a bitch as you were in high school, said Tom. I could say the same about you, laughed Lana. I'm a grown man, said Tom. You better watch how you talk to me. You were right, Melissa, said Lana. He is adorable. I told you so, said Melissa. Do you remember the game I liked to play in high school with you? asked Lana. No, I don't, spat Tom. You don't remember Sissy Rodeo? asked Lana. I don't remember your sick and twisted games, said Tom. Melissa, can you find me some ropes? About just something, asked Lana. Sure, no problem, said Melissa. Wait. I don't want to do this, protested Tom. Oh, come on, it'll be fun, assured Melissa. Why are you doing this, demanded Tom. What did you think would happen when you showed up at my house wearing men's clothes? Asked Lana. I won't just let you do that. I will fight back, said Tom. You always fight back, but you're terrible about it. You've got a pretty good lip lock, but that's the only wrestling skills you've got, taunted Lana. This is stupid, said Tom. We're adults. Well, one of us is, princess. I've got a bunch of belts and old pantyhose, said Melissa, entering the room. I couldn't find any rope for the life of me. We'll have to buy some, replied Lana. This will do for now. Melissa, don't help her. This is insane, protested Tom. Oh, come on, baby. This is fun. Stand up for her and show her once and for all that you're a man, urged Lana. Tom thought about it. He saw Melissa lock the door when they entered. 
but he didn't think anything of it at the time. He could undo the locks, but would take precious time, and he had no doubt that by the time he got them all done, Lana would be on top of him. She was insane, and there was no way he would ever be able to convince her that this stupid old wrestling game of hers was pointless. She had done this stupid wrestling rodeo game with him many times growing up, and it always ended with him helplessly trapped, begging for release. He had always thought of Melissa as a nice girl, but now he was remembering just how many times she was there. Maybe she wasn't taking an active part, but she definitely seemed to enjoy watching her Amazon friend physically dominate the neighborhood boys. Tom realized that he really wanted to put Lana in her place once and for all. This wasn't high school anymore. He was barely a 100 pounds then, and he had put on 40 pounds of muscle since. If he didn't weigh as much as Lana, he had no doubt he was now stronger than her. He never could stand up to her very well, especially once she had photos and videos of all the fashion shows, karaoke performances, and other humiliating shows that Lana and her friends had made him perform for them. Those were long gone. If he could take her down all of those years of shame and humiliation, which is vanished into the thin air of the past. I'm warning you, Lana, things have changed. You really don't want to go there, threatened Tom. Let's get on with this, princess. Your empty threats are getting tiresome, said Lana. Tom approached Lana and pushed her shoulder, sending her backwards a couple of steps. She looked at him with a quizzical look on her face. Oh boy, is that the best you got? asked Lana. It occurred to Tom that he had absolutely no idea how to fight this girl. He couldn't just punch her in the face. He watched enough wrestling that he was able to formulate a plan. He reached out grabbing her shoulders and attempted to throw her to the ground. Oh, Tom, you had all this time to learn to defend yourself. And that's what you came up with? teased Lana. She grabbed Tom's arm and bent it behind his back, then took her free arm and wrapped it around the front of him and under his neck, putting him in a headlock. The pressure of Tom's arm was unbearable. He struggled to break free, but Lana was a lot stronger, and he stood no chance of getting free. Lana stepped forward, using her legs to trip up her frightened opponent. Tom didn't hit the ground hard with Lana still holding him, but he did hit the floor with Lana on top of him, still holding the headlock and still twisting his arm. Way to go, Lana. Nice move, cheered Melissa. The old feelings of being bullied returned, and the shame of seeing his oldest crush cheer on his defeat caused him to scream and whine. Let go, Tom shouted. Let go of me. See, he still cries just like a little girl, taunted Lana. 
Tom made eye contact with Melissa, and the look on her face left no doubt that she must have thought he was pretty pathetic. His thoughts were further disturbed by the feeling of Lana twisting his arm further up his back. She had rolled him onto his side and snaked her legs around his waist. He was trapped between her thighs and her legs were squeezing him like a python. This was a new move and it hurt like hell. Trying to gasp and suck enough air into his lungs was taking all of his effort. He couldn't muster any strength to free himself. What's the matter, sissy? Am I taking your breath away? teased Lana. Let me go, demanded Tom. Tell you what, if you just be a good girl and cooperate, I'll be off you very soon, said Lana. Melissa, can you hand me a pair of hose? With pleasure, replied Melissa, carefully handing her roommate a pair of pantyhose that she had just worn to work last week. Time to tie our sissy up nice and tight, said Lana. No, cried Tom. He knew that once she got those hose knotted around his wrist, he'd be helpless until she cut him loose. Lana knew that too, and she delighted with each twist and turn that the pantyhose took around his wrist. Before, she knotted them off with the flooring leaving his hands completely helpless. How about a few belts for his arms, asked Lana. How's this, asked Melissa, holding up a pink and white belt. I can make that work, said Lana, taking the belts from Melissa. Tom's chest and arms were quite a bit larger than Melissa's waist. So Lana strapped the belts together before using them to tightly pin his arms to his sides. Tom was now helpless enough that Lana didn't really have to worry about him moving around and spoiling her handiwork. So she was able to grab another pair of pantyhose herself and securely tie his ankles together. Tom was now flopping around like a fish out of water and Lana was tempted to hogtie him, but that would have screwed up her other plans for him. Instead, she grabbed him under his arms and hauled him over to a large wooden chair. Can you strap him into the chair if I hold him in place? asked Lana. Sure thing, chirped Melissa cheerfully. Tom was aghast. This was a big change. The woman that he still had a huge crush on was now an active participant and no longer just a cheering onlooker as she tightened belt after belt, securing them to the heavy wooden chair. The betrayal felt so palpable. Between six belts and three pairs of pantyhose, the girls had very efficiently secured him to the chair so he couldn't move a muscle. Not bad, and we still have two pairs of pantyhose left, said Melissa. Just let me go, pleaded Tom. You'll never see me again. Why would we want that? asked Lana. Let me go! Tom began to yell before Lana put her hand over his mouth and turned off the volume. I don't think that neighbors are close enough to hear, but that's going to get annoying, 
Melissa, could I borrow your panties? Sure, I guess, replied Melissa. Anna took the panties and after pinching Tom's nose shut until he was forced to open wide to gasp for air, shoved them completely into his mouth. She motioned for Melissa to hand her one of the remaining pairs of pantyhose. And just like that, Tom was effectively silenced. I don't think we'll be hearing from him for a while, stated Lana. What do we do now? asked Melissa, while tenderly running her fingers through Tom's hair. How about we open up some wine and make some plans? He'll keep, suggested Lana. Great, replied Melissa. Go ahead and open a bottle. I don't want him overhearing our discussion. So I'm going to add a few finishing touches, said Lana. After her roommate left, Lana circled her prisoner with a predatory smile. She enjoyed looking down on her helpless prey, knowing that he would love nothing more than to curse her out. She had removed even that ability from him. If you're counting on Melissa to save you, don't, warned Lana. She loves this as much as I do. Running her finger over Tom's chest, she asked, So, how does it feel to be back in my clutches? I bet you never thought this would happen to you after all these years. Mmm, Tom grunted. Don't try to speak. Why don't you relax for a while? While we make our plans, suggested Lana. She shoved a pair of earbuds into Tom's ears and put a Spotify playlist on the computer so it would pump the music directly into his ears. Grinning, she picked up the final pair of pantyhose and pulled the crotch down over Tom's head, securing it in place with the legs. There was no chance for him to dislodge the earbuds. Lana laughed to herself victoriously. It wasn't like Tom could hear it anyway. She went to meet Melissa in the kitchen as Tom listened to the selection of girly pop that she had chosen for him. She had found a playlist called 2000's Teen Girl, and that seemed appropriate for him, and the first song was Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. It brought back some very uncomfortable memories for Tom. He was 18 years old in one of Lana's and Melissa's friends' basements. There was a half dozen other girls there and a couple of boys. And in front of all of them, he was dancing and lip-syncing for their amusement. It was so awkward and embarrassing. In addition to Melissa and Rachel Ortiz, who he also had a bit of a crush on, as he gyrated for their amusement and watched them laugh and jeer. He couldn't help noticing the huge smile on Lana's face. She loved the feeling of owning him, and she was definitely experienced at that now. He felt totally emasculated. Tom was unaware when the girls entered the room. He knew that they probably did have some huge wicked plans for him, but he didn't really want to hear them. He struggled against his bonds more to say that he had than because of any hope of escape. Meanwhile, Lana turned down the music. 
I know this wasn't what you had planned for our date, said Melissa, but Lana did beat you fair and square, so you should pay a forfeit. And we're having so much fun. I hope you are too. Mmm! Tom groaned into the gag, but he knew they couldn't understand him. I'm having so much fun, interjected Lana. We decided that in terms of a forfeit, we wanted to see our old friend Kaylee again, announced Melissa. Kaylee was the name that they had come up with for Tom in high school when they were trying to come up with the girliest name they could and wanted to pick a name with no masculine equivalent like Mike or Michelle. I know what you're thinking, said Lana. You think there's no way you'll go along with it, and I think it's cute that you think you have a choice. Resisting is your prerogative, but if I have to call some friends to help me, that just means more get to see Kaylee. Let's get this show on the road. You never were very hairy, but it looks like you've really let your legs go, said Melissa. Melissa went off to the bathroom while Lana took pictures of their prisoner. Tom hated the smirk on her face, but he could do nothing about it other than wait there meekly while she did whatever she wished. When Melissa returned, she had strips in her hands, and even though they had shaved his legs in high school, Tom knew what this meant. Lana took a few last photographs of Tom on her phone, he looked extremely nervous about the prospect of what was ahead. And he knew they wouldn't be just stopping with his legs. Just relax and let me do all the work, said Melissa, approaching Tom with the wax strips in her hand. Tom threw his head back and forth and struggled futilely against his bonds. Oh, you're not scared, are you? taunted Lana, knowing damn well that he was. I'm sure he's not scared, said Melissa. He's just excited to see his new look. I'm sure that's it, replied Lana. Melissa laughed. She warmed the first strip in her hand and put it on his lower leg. He tried not to react as she pulled it off, but a tear fell down the side of his cheek. Don't worry, Kaylee. I'll have you silky smooth in no time. When his legs were smooth, Melissa pulled a pair of stockings onto Tom. Do you like how they feel? She asked. Luxurious, aren't they? Tom shook his head, but he was betrayed by his dick starting to get hard. Oh, said Melissa, noticing. You do like them, don't you? Lana looked at his cock. I think I'm going to have to put you in a chastity cage, she said. Tom could only moan into his gag. I laid out a bunch of things in the bedroom, said Melissa. Can you bring them out? I'm happy to help, said Lana. Wonderful, replied Melissa. She straightened out Tom's stockings, enjoying her newfound dominance. Melissa quickly pushed Tom's feet into the black high heel shoes that she knew from experience would fit him perfectly, 
as he had the same size feet as Lana. She looked up at his face. He looked worried now. What it had started as an exciting date for him had quickly become a very uncomfortable trip down memory lane. Melissa looked down at Tom's cock, then immediately looked away, dismissing it. We need to get you some appropriate underwear, she said. Tom sat helplessly as Melissa grabbed a purple lace pair of panties from Lana and worked them up his legs, his thighs, and finally his ass. She snapped them into place. You're getting good at this, said Lana. We're not going to be able to do the next part without untying his hands, dreaded Melissa. No problem, replied Lana, as she began to undo all the bonds holding Tom to the chair and holding his wrists securely behind his back and his arms to his side. With the removal of each binding, Tom could feel himself getting closer and closer to freedom. Unfortunately, as soon as he was untied, she quickly put him in a full Nelson. His arms flapped helplessly as Melissa began to feed him through the straps of a purple bra that matched his panties. Perfect, said Melissa. Let's get his bra on him. We're not going anywhere, replied Lana. Tom tried to shake free, but with his ankles secured to the chair, it was even more helpless. Melissa strapped his bra into place. Let me put these on him, said Melissa. She immediately filled the cups with chicken fillets to give him shape. Ah, said Lana, catching a quick feel of Tom's left breast. You're already starting to look girly. Let's get you in a dress, said Melissa. Feeling Lana's attention drop, Tom suddenly made a run for it, prompting Melissa to stick out her foot. He instantly fell and wailed with pain. Don't you fucking dare, Lana said, grabbing Tom and bending his arm up behind his back. She pulled him back onto his feet. You will do what we say, warned Melissa. Otherwise, there will be consequences. Melissa walked back to her bedroom, smiling. Tom stared at her body in the tight dress she was wearing. She looked amazing, but Tom had decided that she was just as big a bitch as her roommate. He couldn't resist his dick getting harder, though, as she returned with a violet dress, turning to him and smirking. Kaylee will look great in this, she said. She tossed the dress to Lana, who caught it and roughly put it on Tom. He momentarily cowed after his failed escape attempt, so she could even zip up the back. Look nice with small boobies, Melissa said, laughing. I don't think we need to go any bigger with you. It suits you. Hmm? Tom wrinkled uncomfortably as Lana grabbed him and marched him up into Melissa's bedroom. He didn't look like a girl without makeup or a feminine hairstyle. But now that he was dressed, Lana could tie him to the vanity chair without worrying about how they would dress him. Once she had him completely secure and was sure that he couldn't move a muscle, she nodded for Melissa to take over. Tom knew that this was no ordinary makeover, 
when Melissa approached him with tweezers and began shaping his eyebrows. It stung like heck to have his brow hairs removed. Melissa effortlessly spread foundation over Tom's face. She brushed beneath his chin and all around his neck and under his ears. Got to keep it even, she said. She put eyeliner on him with ease, reminded Tom of how they had first put makeup on him back in high school. They applied a generous amount of purple, shimmering eyeshadow above the eyes. She drew his eyebrows on with a dark pencil, then attached false lashes to his own. They were black and nearly two inches long. His real lashes were short and brown. He almost looked like a doll. When Tom saw himself with larger lashes, he was shocked by the difference they made to his appearance. In the past, it had always been Lana or her friend Nikki doing his makeup. But Melissa had more skill than they did. Even adulthood hadn't dulled his feminine features enough to stop Melissa from performing a total transformation on him. What about his hair? asked Lana. I've been thinking about this all night. I've definitely got some ideas, replied Melissa. First, I want to dye it a beige blonde, and then I think some extensions for fullness and length. Wait, won't dyeing it take a long time, asked Lana. Yeah, we can't get this all done tonight. I'm guessing we'd have to lighten his hair two or three times before going blonde. I'm thinking this is something for Trish at the salon, said Melissa. So what about tonight, asked Lana. I don't think we need the color yet, replied Melissa. His hair isn't that different color-wise than mine right now, and I'm guessing I have extensions to match it. Tom was trying to hold back his tears, but it was obvious from the way he was fidgeting around in the chair that he was miserable. He was getting really close to calling out for help, and Melissa realized it too. It wasn't that he wasn't grateful to be avoiding the hair color, but the idea that this ridiculous game was going to continue after tonight bothered him. I know you're suffering, but if it's any consolation, you look fabulous, said Melissa. Your hair is long enough that we don't really need a wig for you, only some extensions. However, we really like the blonde look for you, eventually. It will be very pretty, taunted Lana. I'm glad you agree, said Melissa. It'll look so much better with proper coloring. But let's see what I can do for now. Tom didn't say anything, but the tears began to well up in his eyes again. Gone was his cheerful demeanor from earlier in the night. The worst part was that he could tell that Lana smiled when she saw the change. She was enjoying his misery. Dye jobs could be messy and they didn't want to risk getting hair coloring on anything and they certainly didn't want a whole night of working on his hair color. But it was good to have aspirations, even if they left the actual projects to the pros. Melissa laid out the extensions that were closest to Tom's hair. It wasn't an exact match, but it was being used to add volume. I'm thinking something early, Natalie Portman, suggested Melissa. Didn't she shave her head for that one movie? asked Lana. Not that movie, obviously, replied Melissa, taking the biggest of the clips and applying it to Tom's hair. Pretty, said Lana. 
Why don't you just let me go, asked Tom, flexing against the tight bonds for the first time in a while. Now behave, replied Melissa. You don't know that's going to happen. Yeah, get used to it, sissy, added Lana. Soon Tom's hair was done, and it was the final touch in completely changing his appearance. He looked in the mirror, and he couldn't believe how he looked. It was obviously a huge change. It was more like they had revealed the femininity within him when they had added something new. This was probably as good as he had ever looked. But he stared at himself in the mirror and saw femininity before. As he descended the stairs into the family room, Tom heard Katerina call out. He said he'd do it. Your friend is here. He's awesome to be that confident. Yeah, Tom is something right, said Melissa, playing along. Just make sure nobody sees me like this, he begged. Of course not, replied Lana. This is just between us as long as you cooperate. This is so humiliating, he said. It will really help us out, though, pleaded Cat. It would mean a lot, Melissa cooed. Sure, can I just put the dress on over my clothes, he asked. I'm afraid not, said Cat. We need to see how it will hang on Kaylee. Not only do we need to have you take off the clothes, but we need to give you a shape like she has if she's going to alter the dress properly. Yeah, it would be pretty pointless, agreed Lana. Soon he had stripped down to his underwear. The girls were kind enough to let him go put on his panties in the bathroom. But as soon as he returned, Melissa was strapping the bra on his chest. He knew he was blushing brighter than a beefsteak tomato. Sit on the couch, princess. I'll show you how to put on your pantyhose, said Cat. Please don't call me that, he said softly. The girls were too busy laughing to really pay attention, while Cat and Melissa helped him put on his pantyhose. Lana busied herself stuffing his bra with old panties. I didn't know it'd be this much, said Tom. I know, said Melissa. You're really doing a great job, though. Are you sure you've never worn girls' clothes before? No, never, he stammered nervously. I have my doubts about that, said Lana. The girls put the black and red lace dress on him and then looked him over like art critics staring at a sculpture. Tom was starting to put two and two together. For one thing, I had neglected to bring any sewing supplies to alter the dress. And secondly, the blonde wig shouldn't have been necessary. Cat noticed this too and soon interrupted his train of thought. Clasp your hands behind your back, Tom, and stick your chest way out. Yes, let me see how that looks, Lana said, feigning curiosity. I don't understand. I thought you were going to finish sewing this, he said. Lana's plan was to do this as simple as possible. She could easily overpower the skinny boy on her own. But we were trying to avoid resorting to that. However, when the jig was up, she and Cat acted. Lana grabbed his wrist behind his back, and Cat grabbed the rope and began wrapping it around him. Hey, what are you doing? he demanded. Don't worry your pretty little head about it, Lana mocked as they finished securing his hand behind his back. He only started really trying to fight us off after it was too late. 
They pushed him down into a chair and tied his arms to the chair back and his ankles to one of the legs. There was no way he was going anywhere. I thought you were sewing a dress, he said. I don't know how to sew, confessed Amber. Melissa went to work on his makeup and even she had to admit that she didn't think she'd ever done the cat eye look as well as she did on him that particular day. Wow, I can't believe it, gushed Melissa when she finished. She's really pretty. I'm not a she, complained Tom, as he helplessly squirmed and struggled. Yeah, she really is a natural at this, agreed Amber. Tom tried to get a look at himself, but the way the girls were staring at him was making him nervous. After they had his makeup done, they put his heels and his wig on and played with his look until they were satisfied. Melissa held up a mirror so he could see how cute he looked, and he was floored. He would have gone out with a girl that looked like that, dead in a heartbeat. He was the equal of any of the other girls except for maybe Melissa. We need to immortalize this, said Lana, pulling out her phone. They took a bunch of pictures of themselves with their prisoner and then took a bunch more of him by himself. Lana knew the pictures would come in handy if she was to pull off her future plans for him. Well, what do you think, repeated Melissa, bringing Tom back from his memories. I think you should have outgrown this game a long time ago, said Tom. Well, Tom, or should I say Kaylee, you should know what's coming next, said Lana. No, I won't do it, protested Tom. I'm not in high school, and yet you're tied to a chair and just had yet another girly makeover. We need some great pictures to show off our princess, said Lana. You know, I didn't go through all this trouble just to let you go home without any souvenirs. I'm going to want to remember this night, pouted Melissa. I don't care, said Tom. Melissa's a dear sweet friend of mine. I don't want you to hurt her feelings. Besides, you know I can make you pose. It's just a question of whether you do this the easy way or the hard way, warned Lana. Tom looked up at Lana. Like he had so many times in high school, he backed down. If they wanted to get pictures of him, they would get pictures. She was right. There was no reason not to just get on with it and do it the easy way. Okay, fine, said Tom. Untie me and I'll pose for your pictures. Yay, clapped Melissa. You are so much fun sometimes, Kaylee. To be continued. Wow. I got a black cloud hanging over my head. If it can go wrong, it seems to. Um, a very important uh, friend of mine's dad, who really was important to me growing up, uh, passed away on Father's Day, and I just discovered um, that another friend of mine passed away today. So it's just like, you know, it's been crazy. I just spent $6,600 on a new air conditioning this week, and uh, which is good because it's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow. I, I messed up a friend's table which is like a $2,000 table, and I took off some of the finish by mistake. I, I've just, 
I've just had like nothing but bad luck for about two weeks now. So uh, hopefully that turns around. It has to turn around soon. Anyway, I hope you liked the story tonight. That was an amazing read by Shayla doing uh, Surprise Sissification Part 1. And we're planning to get the other parts up this week. When Shayla puts her mind to it, she is fast. And uh, she's already asked me for the covers. So if you like this story, the other parts will hopefully be out within the next seven days. So anyway, I will be back next Monday. I hope you will be too. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.